0: You know, I
1: love all of our read-on-the-road journeys across the state of Virginia, occasionally out of the state, sometimes in the other parts of the world, but one read-on-the-road that I've been trying to do for years, and of course, COVID messed everything up, and it would just never work out with a weekend we could pull it off, is finally happening today, and it's perfect timing because today is the 165th birthday, or would have been the 165th birthday for Teddy Roosevelt. Now, most people have no clue that President Roosevelt had any connection to the Charlottesville area, that he used to go camping and actually had a cabin in the woods outside of Charlottesville. I didn't even know about it until a couple of years ago. Well, it's called Pine Knot, and a little later today, we're going to go visit Pine Knot, Paula Beasley is with us, and she heads the foundation that has miraculously kept this place going all these years. Paula, good morning to you. I really appreciate you joining us.
2: Good morning. How are you, John?
1: Great. I'm so excited to come and see the cabin. You know, it's not Mar-a-Lago, it's not uh, a Kennebunkport or Hyannisport, but it is a part of presidential history and American history. Tell me how Pine Knot came to be and, and the connection with Teddy Roosevelt and his wife Edith.
2: Well, actually, it's been described as the most unpretentious presidential home that exists, and I think that's still true today, Uh, but as TR said, it may be a mere shack of boards, but he thought it was the most delightful little place of its kind that existed. In 1905, TR was elected uh, by the widest uh, popular and electoral m- majority up to that time. He, of course, had a history from a very small child because he was very, very asthmatic most of his life, all of his life, really, but terribly badly as a child. He sometime had relief from his asthma in nature, and so he a lot of trips he went uh, his parents took him to Europe, places searching for his to ease his asthma. So he has a very strong connection and some of the other um, significant events in his, his life. He sought to ease his pain from those events through nature. And so he went to a, on a trip out west to bear hunt in Oklahoma and Colorado. He had a Rough Riders reunion in Texas along the way, and he was gone six weeks in total. And in the fifth week, he wrote his wife, Edith, and he said, I'm homesick. I'll never be gone this long from my family again. So Edith experienced TR's issue and his need to find relief in nature. So when she got that letter, she bulleted it out to Virginia. And Pine Knot was a little cottage that was being built. It had just been, it was nearly built, uh, but there were no fireplaces, And Edith saw it and said, this is perfect, it's nestled in the middle of the woods and you kind of come to the top of the hill and all of a sudden this little gem just pops out at you. This was a place where Edith, who was an extremely private person, and TR could have just very close family time. And they did not permit anyone to come. uh, And when the press tried to come once or twice, they turned them away, wouldn't even come out and speak to them. It was truly just family time. And of course, a very started, private
1: escape. Very
2: and you mentioned private. to
1: me at one point that, of course, at that time, President McKinley had been assassinated. There was a, 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 a real worry about the safety of the President of the United States. Did President Roosevelt bring Secret Service with him to Pine Knot?
2: He did not and in fact they were really fairly casual about security even though edith was concerned because it was a time of high anarchy in the united states but they left secret service at north garden which is 12 miles away but likely because that was where they could communicate with the white house and they could also communicate with plain dealing which was the home of will wilmer and the roosevelts when they would come they generally would either come into red hill or north garden And then depending upon which one they came into, they'd either go to Joe Wilmer's house, which was at about a couple of miles from Will Wilmer's, or they'd go to Plain Dealing. He was at Round Top and Will Wilmer was at Plain Dealing. And they would have tea or dinner, depending on what time they came in. They hooked a private car onto the mail train from D.C. That took about four hours. And then they would ride initially in a carriage bringing supplies and then ride astride both of which would take about another four hours, so it was an eight-hour trip. When they did, came. everyone
1: in Charlottesville know about the president's cabin at the time that he was visiting, and then what happened after the Roosevelts uh, departed. Did uh, I'm shocked that this thing has survived all these years?
2: Virginians are really pretty good about honoring people's privacy, and and Roosevelts made it clear that that they this was a place where they just wanted to have close family time. And actually it was very dear, it was as as dear to Edith as to TR. And you also have to think about the fact that the cottage wasn't finished, so it had no plumbing, no electricity, no heating, no interior toilet, and mm. no insulation. While they frequently got provisions from plain dealing, they also ate whatever they caught, a squirrel or whatever and just kind of it really was
1: rough living wasn't it that's that's very remarkable
2: when you see the cottage you'll know how rough living it was
1: (laughs) well i'm so excited that we're gonna that i'm personally gonna finally visit this uh intriguing presidential site i've i've kind of made a point of stopping on the highway and stopping in every town if i can find something that has a connection to a former president And this is the one in my own backyard that I've missed, and I'm excited that we're able to bring these guests from Richmond up. Now, let's say you wanted to come today to Pine Knot but it just didn't work out. Do you have days that the that the cabin is open? Do you uh, give tours on a regular basis? How could someone visit, and and how could they be supportive of your efforts to keep this this uh, remarkable site still viable for the next hundred years?
2: Sure. Well, we do do. Visitations by pre appointment. All of our docents are volunteers, so we kind of work it in, but we generally are able to manage that schedule pretty well. You can be reached at our email of pkfd at earthlink.net, or you can try calling the phone line, which is 434 286 6106. That one's a little more difficult because if we're out doing tours or something, we may, may not be responding.
1: Well, we're we're excited to explore and to, to discover this you know, in, in our own time and to help you uh, preserve this. And I appreciate all the work you're doing. And I hope people will look up Pine Knot. And if you go to my Facebook page this afternoon, we don't take pictures inside the house. I know that's the rule. So I'm going to take a few pictures on the outside so that you can see uh, what Pine Knot looks like. And Paula Beasley is the head of the foundation that keeps Pine Knot going these days. And Paula, happy uh, birthday to Teddy Roosevelt. And thank you for all of your work and for being with us today. I really appreciate it.
3: Pretty interesting, huh? Other than my list. But that was kind of weird. You know, you could tell I had to pre-tape that with her because she is with all of the Teddy Roosevelt impersonators. (laughs) No kidding. Today up in Washington, they're having the Teddy Roosevelt birthday uh, board meeting. So Paula won't be with us in Charlottesville today, but one of her assistants will, and I'm very excited about going. And you know, I, I, I'm going to post a lot of pictures on Facebook. So if you if, if this is kind of intriguing to you, and I think it is, you know, and, and it's no, it's not hard news, and we got a war going on, and there's a and, and a crazy shooter in Maine, and there there's a lot of nasty stuff happening in the world. But occasionally, I do think, especially on Fridays, when we do a little lighter program that it's interesting to hear about things like this. It was why I started Read on the Road um, five years ago, so that we could get out of the studio and not just focus on the politics and the negative, but uh, visit some of the positive and exciting places that are in our own backyard. So we look forward to sharing that with you on Facebook uh, today, on the John Reed Show page, and then I'll tell you a little bit more about it on Monday. And, of course, I'll have to beat up on the – uh, leadership of Charlottesville for allowing the Lee statue to be melted over the weekend. Uh, you know, this kind of snuff film looking thing that, that was released by the Washington Post where these people take great joy and care in destroying someone else's artwork, um, you know, their masterpiece artwork because they hate dead people. I got a problem with that. I don't know if you do. I have a problem with that because it sets us up to be a society that destroys things instead of creating things that is vindictive and vengeful instead of forward looking. And I don't think that's good for any of us. So while I'm excited to go see Pine Knot today, I'm very, very disappointed and angry and frustrated with the People's Republic of Charlottesville and the leadership there for allowing this type of destruction that's not a good sign for the future of virginia while i enjoy looking at the past i gotta focus on the future and we have entrusted some really foolish and arrogant and belligerent and incompetent bad people in leadership positions all across this state and they must be driven from office i'm not a democrat so I'm not going to talk about harming them personally the way they would probably talk about harming me, but I do think they need to be driven from office every last one of them. They're sowing the seeds for our destruction. It's seven sixteen on this Friday. I'm John Reed. We're back with more in a moment on News Radio WRVA.